When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Wednesday, and I'm joined by Sarah Haynes and Matt Rogers. This is Behind the Table. I'm very excited. The show just ended. We are joined once again by podcast royalty. Oh, gosh. Matt yes. Rogers and one of The View hosts, Sarah Haynes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the right. The only one that was, I was able to book, Sarah. Yes. Oh, come Your name on. is Sarah, right? No, I honestly, this is this is a pinnacle moment for me. I have to say, when we ran into you in the casino in the Baja, in, it was at Bahamar. Bahamar. Yeah. We were in the casino. Uh, Bowen and I were probably very s- struggling with, like, I don't know, like the Sex in the City machine. We just go to that one because <laughs> it, like, you know what I mean? Because we're gay and, like, we're just attracted to, oh, Sex in the City machine. Let's play that and one. And then you're struggling. on the show with Miranda today. I mean, I, it all oh comes together. Oh, my God. I didn't get to meet her. Oh. We we sort of walked by each other and I was just like. Did you do the head nod? No, I was, like, a little intimidated. I get shy. That's cute. Do you get shy? No, I do. I joke that like if in this job you have to pretend everyone's not cool while your insides are like uh, on like, fire. Uh, but that yeah. happens every day. You get you really have to get used to it sitting next to Whoopi. I would imagine. And you know what's good? Being a guest on this show, the Whoopi factor kind of comes down because there's so many of you yep, guys. Yep. So You've that, gotta like, dilute Whoopi. You sort of like are sitting there and it's it's almost like a sensory overload because it's all of you and I love all of you guys. And then you look over and it's like, oh, there's Whoopi. She just goes by one, one name. fifth. Yeah. Just being one fifth of something. Exactly. There's Whoopi. It's just so I think major. she's two fifths, even when she's, you know, I think <laughs> yeah. she, just, she has a presence. I have to say, like, lots to be happy about about the way that just went, but Whoopi coming up and being like, you have to come back. I love when you're here. Just hearing that from Whoopi Goldberg. When you, when someone's a really good guest and they're comfortable at the table and they blend right in, she loves you because it makes it makes the segment better it makes all of us better it's just fun she legitimately loved you but there is a there is a kind of urban legend online and other (sighs) places that if Whoopi invites you to come back and join the table again you disappear and are never seen again i know (laughs) watch now i've never heard from again you're like the amelia Earhart. yeah the bermuda triangle of (laughs) that being said said on a talk show she's always sincere when she says it and it (laughs) it will happen time will tell brian well listen i I love i love that you're a view super fan it is uh like you are you you know the show like someone who works here and i appreciate it (laughs) i focus group with you a little bit uh in the dressing room and back in the bahamas well, in the Bahamas, we were going through like the audition process yeah. with the the co-host. So I was like, "So Matt, who do you like? What do you think? Do you like Alyssa? Do you like this? Do you like that?" And it was great. I felt like it was really productive, and we had good conversations. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, I think that ultimately you made the right decision. I mean, I've, I think I've, so too. I've been really. You know, I really like that the conversations can be had without yep. anyone, and I'm not going to name any names, getting super defensive or personal <laughs> so that like when you're watching it, you don't feel in a state of anxiety and, and discomfort because exactly. I mean, yeah. I had to take a step back from watching it because I just got anxious yep. at the thought of the conversations that were going to be had. And I think that's not good because you want to hear, even if you disagree, I need to hear it yeah. to disagree with it and then th- think about what I think and then 
it's just it got to a point where I was like, are we having conversations here or are we needing to manage each other? Yep. And like it looking was as for buttons uncomfortable to push. as you received it. So we yeah. were <laughs> as a view fan and he still could be talking about anybody, by the right, way. Right. Anybody. As unnamed. a view fan, as a view fan, what is it about the view? Because it's changed so much over the years. What is it about it that is the secret sauce for you? What makes it work? When is it? I mean, today was such an interesting show. It was. We were kind of thematically in a lot of different places. Yeah. Uh, we were laughing in some segments. We had dancers in segments. We were yeah. talking about the Middle East. It was very, you know, intense sometimes. What makes The View work in your mind? I think the cornerstone of the premise is that it's The View. It's people of different backgrounds and experiences coming together to share their opinions and discuss and get into, yes, passionate debate about these things. And I think that when, when the cast synergy is right and that can really sing, it is probably the best daytime show out there. And I, ju- I do think that hearing women's perspectives on this stuff is just, I mean, when I was growing up, I was surrounded by dynamic women. I'm from Long Island. Like, all the women in my life are, you know, opinionated and passionate. And I don't know. I guess it's like a gay kid growing up. Like, I always just gravitated more towards what yeah. they were saying. And I, um, I've um i grown into a very, like, emotional adult man. Um, but I think that, and this is not to make, like... It's almost like the reasons why I like Housewives mm-hmm. is because the conflict resolution of it all. I genuinely think watching people have spirited debate and then seeing them on another episode and there they are and they're laughing again, it makes me feel like you actually can have hard conversations yep. and not walk away from a relationship entirely. You know what I mean? And like, I, if it's gotten difficult over the past few years, like that's one thing, but it just feels like with this show, you can always count on people to really say what they think. Yep. And people to really receive that and hear that. And then we move on. You know well, it's what I how mean? we operate in the world. Anywhere you go, including families, sometimes you disagree on things. And it's a reminder of the humanity behind it that yeah. you can disagree and still love people. Right, exactly. And respect them and listen and maybe change your mind or change theirs. And is that the vibe right now? Like yeah. you guys are all getting along really well? It's really easy. It comes very naturally. Because the other yeah. thing is people always reduce us to a political belief. Oh, yeah. Alyssa's the conservative. Sarah's this. I'm also a mom. I love chihuahuas. Um, I used to play in a gay volleyball league. I Alyssa loves the housewives. Sunny yeah. has a farm at home. Yeah. Whoopi needs no introduction. Joy yeah. obviously needs no introduction either. But like yeah. the layers, we bond on what we are, what makes us alike. Right, 100%. And I think like when you were focus grouping me in the Bahamas, yes. and you were like, what do you think of Alyssa? I was like, honestly, right now to me, it's it's almost hard to tell because I haven't gotten a sense of her personality yet. Mm-hmm. And now that I have gotten a sense of her personality, I think it has given her that kind of edge. And I also think her moments of adversity on the show um, have been really good moments for her. Yeah. Because I think that, like, for example, when she has to go toe-to-toe with someone like Sonny who doesn't suffer fools and is not going to let someone off the hook easy. And, you know, this is why I always say Sonny would be an amazing housewife because she's actually doing it <laughs> oh, all she would be. the time. She would be an amazing She'd housewife. She'd be incredible. In fact, she told that story about her getting into it with Bethany Frankel on yep. the beach. She's uh-huh. told us all. You know, <laughs> I, she, does, she doesn't realize she's doing... An iconic episode of Housewives. Yes. This is so Housewives. Is I housewives. can't believe it. It is um, Housewives. In, but, the, in the dressing room, we were talking about it because they have a big poster of the art from this season yes, that's yes, in the yes. open and stuff. And it, it's giving Housewives. It's I mean, there's, giving there's no Housewives. Question. And you are serving every inch of your life in that picture. I, I actually did your pose and, 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 did, and went next to you. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's, Please, I, I I said, this is me before I asked the hard question. I said, if you ever walk into a room and see me hand on my hip with my leg out, 
and my eyebrow cocked, you better run. Well, well get ready. I am coming for we're you. We're going to come to that part here in a second or two, oh I think. Oh, my God, man. I love well, you so I'm serious. All right. So given that you're a huge fan, and yeah. I want to I touch on this a little bit because we've asked the tough questions here on the Behind the Table podcast. <laughs> and Sarah and I got into it a little while ago about the concept of a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, And we talked yeah. about who is the Mount Rushmore of the view. I kind of recused myself a little bit, but I did sure. push a little bit in different directions. Who are your four names? Sarah, be silent for a moment. Who are your four him. names I, that are on the Mount Rushmore? Let me get my Rushmore? hand on my hip and my yeah, leg hand, So I know that you feel passionately about this. I would imagine that every fan of the show does and everyone involved in the show does. I want to say one thing. When I was really at my peak, like the view was informing like my day to day was 2008. So it was actually the fall of 2008. I was a student at NYU. I had class from 8 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. So by 11, I was home watching it. And the cast at that time, and this was an old, the Obama election was happening. There was so much going on. It was Whoopi, Joy, Sherry, Elizabeth, and occasionally Barbara. And, oh, okay. And so that to me is like a formative cast for me yeah, mm-hmm. yep. because it was, I think, when, and the show's incredible right now, I would consider now one of the best casts, but at that time, that was like the cast to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So I would think if I had a Malm Rushmore, it might be Whoopi, Sherry, Elizabeth, and Joy, but I would also say Sherry, that Elizabeth. I can't really leave... Rosie out of an equation, so maybe but I sub about out Barbara Sherry. Walters? Yeah, for sure. But I just think like you don't need Barbara Walters to have a dynamic, actual roundtable discussion. You're I have right. all the respect in the world for her for what she created. But I think if I'm going to put a table together where I'm going to see what makes the view the best, I think that probably. So the fact that she's the creator joy, and stuff doesn't earn her a face on it. I don't think. Yeah, that's not how I'm gauging it. Okay. I think like what's happening at the table. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you saying? changed yeah. that premise because when I look at it, it's, it's whatever you macro. mean. It, the the, okay. the Mount Rushmore so, is whatever you want it to be. These are the four people that represent the show to and, me, and, and to you, and to the, the world. Yeah. That's so. Then I would say Rosie, Whoopi, Joy. The last one's hard. I'll probably then I'll give it Barbara. See. Okay. So the only swap out for you is Meredith Vieira for Rosie. Well, yes, mainly because, and I totally understand the argument. We fought back and forth. You have like lightning rod people. Yeah. That have. It's like a star, short bursts, but like they're right. I look at the the brand, the institution, and I. So I started watching in '97, yeah. not every day. Yeah, but I was an originalist. I was obsessed with Meredith Vieira. She's amazing. She's amazing, and then got more obsessed when I met her and realized that the only thing that surpassed her professional prowess was her humanity. And so to know that she is all those things, and I think she defined the role they put her in there for. She was someone that didn't respond emotionally. She always was able to toss that ball back into the mix, to question you, to counter you. That's what I envision in my imaginary mind, that moderator position. I always envisioned it to be... In my head, it's always that Meredith Vieira. Yeah, she's a solid, solid, solid person to have on Mount Rushmore, for sure. I mean, you know, I guess for me, it's like, because she was on and then did so many other things. I You might remember otherwise. I think of her, you know, I'll never forget when she was the host of Millionaire. Millionaire, And when she, she so badly was crushing on that one guy. I think he was in the military or something. Uh But there was a guy that was a contestant on Millionaire. And she kept referencing how horny she was for him throughout the episode. <laughs> and I was like, this is so funny. She can't even help herself. And what I had heard about her, and you guys can confirm, Joy tells these stories is too. that she's got an unbelievable sense of humor and is she's, so funny. 
which goes mm-hmm. a long way for me with anyone. Right. So I mean, yeah, you have a it's, sense of humor. Like I'm a, I'm gonna be a huge fan of yours, and if you don't. She yeah. also Pregnant pause here. I'm not going to be a fan. <laughs> she also is self-deprecating and um, modest, and she could blend in any room, and you'd want to have a beer with her. So my Mount Rushmore involves a beer, probably. And oh, yeah, totally. That's why you can't have a table without a Meredith I mean, she's Fier. your favorite person, really, Meredith Vieira. She's up there. Like, she, yeah. she, well, in, in life, people ask me, like, I, I love my mom, and I got into college on an essay about my mom being mm. ahead of her time in some ways, but I'm not a lot like my mom. I see. And people say, well, who did you aspire to be? Who did you look up to? It wasn't just watching TV and aspiring. When I met Meredith, I thought, yeah. Meredith is the type of person I want to be the type of wife, the type of mother, the type of profession. She was the closest idea I had because no one I grew up around knew did anything like this. Yeah. But Meredith was yeah. like that. I she was know. also so effortless. You yes. know what I mean? That's another thing too. It was like looking so comfortable and like she, it seemed like she never sweat a thing. No. Like she was just like measured, professional, funny, warm, a great hostess. Up for um, anything. Yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. I think that's also what made her a really good Today showing. I think so, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so We th- did a flashback yeah. show once where we had all the originals come back for one show, and fun. we didn't even promote it. We just had the show start, and the four of them walked out. Yeah. And it was it was unbelievable, and to get to work with them, and Meredith in particular, she's just a, amazing to work with. And yeah. So, and good to people yeah. when no one's watching. And, and dropping in years later, like, she that's was awesome. perfect. That's yeah. really great. That's um, yeah. Th- I mean, that's the thing. There's been 23, 24 hosts of The View. Yeah. So it, it certainly runs Gosh, the gamut. And Do you ever think that there was someone who, maybe looking back, didn't get the fair shake and should have been here longer? For me, it's Nicole Wallace. I, uh, oh. I missed out on her. Um, I started right after she left in season 19. And they just redid the panel. Yeah. And my first question was, is there any way Nicole would stick around? And, and it wasn't going to happen. But uh, then luckily we brought Joy back. Which Arguably was... Sherry. Like, I don't know if she didn't get her fair shake. She was here for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Sherry, I feel yeah. like, is in the pan- at that table. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, she's great. You yeah. know, one of my favorite people ever, one of the funniest people in the world is Michelle, Michelle Collins. Collins. Oh, my God. I I totally she was my first Collins. season. I mean, she is such an <laughs> epic so person. Hard. And, like, I just feel like it's almost like. She's almost like too funny and too big to be a panel and have to share the space mm-hmm. yeah. because like you listen to anything she does and it's just like a runaway train. Oh, you can't keep up with her. And maybe that's like part of why she didn't fit in in like an ensemble because she is just so I don't know. It, it, I've never, seen her do stand up and she's, she's a soloist. Yeah. No, and, and you know when she started it was the, my first year it was Paula Faris, Michelle Collins, Raven, Raven, Simone, Raven. Candace. Candace Cameron Bure, and Joy Behar. So it yeah. was a a lot of people. Yeah, that was a lot that going was a on. Random cast, though. That's a really random. random cast. So this actually brings us to my next segment, which is a new thing we're trying on the show. It's called "We May Edit This Out." Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> like that? Yeah. Well, not what that, but I wanted to set we're it up. We're going to be editing this out. So yeah. I, I want to turn it over to you because you Got are it. you are a a real podcaster, a real interviewer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, this is my day job. So um, I'd love for you to ask us some questions and, and see if we can answer them and see what you'd like to know about the show. Great. So in terms of leaks coming from the show, yes. how how much can you confirm that that actually has happened in the past? Have people leaked to the show? There's a, so much written about the show. I think that there's definitely a lot of fake stuff. That's a lot of fake stuff. A lot of there, there's oh, been... there's stuff you're credited with that you never said. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I would bait. say there was, de- there there was were, definitely real there stuff were times too. when there was definitely because uh, no one could tell you anything and there was always diplomatic answers. But you right. watched and some of the language used, you're like, but that feels weird. That feels a, a, it hasn't happened in a long time. No, it hasn't happened in a long time. Gratefully, like it, and that's when you know you're safe. Is for time will pass, 
faces change and nothing because then it's it's just like these publications that you can tell they weren't there because they'll get a picture of you like going this and yeah. it was during commercial when you were teasing Whoopi and they're like Sarah Haynes gets mad and you're like they literally just made that up right right <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein pen and paper wine and cheese what about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business that's you and Shopify Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. Just go to Indeed.com view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. So in terms of like um, 
like w- getting heated at the table, like when things get really tough at the table, like are there ever times where you like, do you try to keep it there or do you sidebar with other co-hosts? And is there someone that you find that separate outside of the table you talk to and vent to the most? I would say we all sidebar with each other yeah. because it depends on the topic. Right. There are times where there's something being said that I'll follow up and go to Whoopi or I'll go to Sunny or I'll go to Alyssa and either it's a clarifying question or, but what about this? We often do that into the commercial. I'll, right. I'll say like, even today things got cut off, but we were all still talking and I was yeah. like, but Sonny, Sonny, what about, and we keep going. Yeah. Th- this reminds me of a story that you didn't get to tell on the show about seeing the host at TSA. Yes. Tell this me was really this. fun. I mean, I, what, this must've been like, I don't know, something was going on during that week at the Bahamas. I think it was, uh, Roe Wade was overturned and something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Actually the day it I was, was on Roe v. Wade was overturned. In the plane ride, on the plane ride. We were in the plane. When yes. That- yes. And I remember it was just so surreal to be there in the Bahamas at Bahamar and everyone's dressed in their tropical geesh <laughs> and we're talking about Roe v. Wade in <laughs> like, and, and, also, it was, you know, there was just a lot going on because, you know, that country is not great about abortion no, rights. No. And yeah. I mean, that's an understatement of the year, but it was just such an interesting dichotomy. Yes. Um, but what I really like thought was funny was we were in the airport coming home. We we're in the line for, for to check our bags yeah. with, uh, I don't think you were there. It was Sunny and Joy were standing next to me and Bowen and they were on their phones like reading the news. And the view was literally happening yep, yep. right in front of us, <laughs> like in the same inflections, yep. same intonations, like Sunny was doing Sunny, Joy was doing Joy. Yep. And it made me so happy because I was like, wow, like they don't walk on there and play any no. sort of character or game. And I really think that that is another thing that um, is what makes a great host is authenticity. Yes. Is understanding what it means to walk on stage and being yourself. Yeah. And not allowing the cameras or the people there to dictate how you're going to act or what you're going to say. And I think that that is something that Alyssa has also gotten a lot better about Mm -hmm. is because she had to go from someone that was not on camera to learning how to be on camera. Whereas and, and she's proven to be naturally good at it. Whereas like you've had people in the past that have come on and been in on camera roles and then they get on the show and something about it doesn't work. Maybe because they're in their head about being on the view or yeah. like they're in their head about fitting in mm-hmm. or they're in their head about representing more than just themselves. Yeah. Like when you're the conservative person in the chair, that doesn't mean you go there and like you hawk for the conservative party or like no. or whatever it is. It right. means that you try to represent and understand how you feel based on your views, not as a representative for something bigger than yourself. Right. Or when you can identify with an idea, grabbing that idea and saying, yeah. well, what I think people are saying when they say this or what I've heard, you know, I totally agree with you. And that's something Alyssa does so well. Yeah. I always say the easiest question I get is, what are they like in real life? Because this show, it is exactly. Be, <laughs> you don't have I, to wonder. Turn it on at 11 and you'll see. That's yeah. who they are on stage, off stage. Yeah. Two true. o'clock in the morning when they're texting me, that's who they and are. And Brian means that with love and hate in his voice. I mean, yeah. they're in the all exact the same way. How many times do you like fire off the text to them because you're frustrated? I, uh, you know, it's like the thing of like the producer being like, yeah. oh, they're texting me. You know what I mean? Like Andy says that a lot when I talk uh-huh. to him about the housewives. He's like, oh, you know, I might get a text, so be easy on this one today, et cetera, whenever I go on Watch What Happens Live. But I wonder, like, how many times do you have to step in? I don't get frustrated as much because I know how hard the job is. So yeah. it's, you know, and if there's an issue or something I have to flag for them, I do it in the moment generally and yeah. talk to them right after the show. Um, occasionally, I mean, you know, this show is built 
the premise of this show are strong women who feel differently about everything. Yeah. They come from different <laughs> backgrounds and different perspectives. Right. So there are things they want that to talk through. That sounds awful when you describe it. Well, it's it's genius, and I'm it's why kidding. the show works, but it means that that there's issues every day about, like, well, I didn't like this topic. I want to do this tomorrow. Why didn't we have more time for this? Yeah. It's because they are authentically passionate about these things. Yeah. The fact that we go to commercial and they're still talking about something. Right. To me, I'm like, all right, guys, moving on. We got we got more to do. But they are just really in their yeah. feelings all the time about it. Yeah, and it feels like a real conversation because I think, like, it's funny. Like, if you were to, like, if you would actually write, like, a human conversation, there would be a little over-talking. There would be interjections. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's something that's really great about it, too, is it feels like we're actually watching a conversation yeah. and not, like, you know— talking heads right um and i think that's why zoom must have been really frustrating time for you guys because because when you cut someone off on zoom it feels like more abrupt you're not there you just like that had to be hell well it became speeches which we didn't want i mean as opposed to conversations yeah 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 and it was hard i mean honestly the whole zoom era in the beginning i was really proud of what we were able to do because the idea that we could do the show at home the host at home doing this seemed insane that we could figure it out. And we figured it out and we did it and we stayed on the air. We never missed a show. And I was really, really proud of that. Yeah. But then it became stagnant and it became a different show. So I was so excited to get back. If I never, even now when we get like really big guests that are going to do it remotely, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I make exceptions here and there because I have to. But I never want to see those boxes again never. if I can help it. Right. Well, because I also no. feed off live energy. Like my, yeah. I, behind this, when I didn't even have a job on TV, I walk around and I my day to day life is feeding off people You're and laughing and interacting. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So during that time, I remember I'd just come back to the show and you're already unsure. You've done the show again, but times have changed. It was the same cast, but I was like, can I still do this? I'd make a joke and literally like you'd get nothing back and you're like, <laughs> Was that, was that not funny? Yeah. Like, and then you'd sometimes hear, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. couldn't tell if that was to my joke. And I was like so needy. I was like, was that dumb? Like, yeah. I had no feedback. I had no 100%. sense of self. It was awful. So when you went and did the other show, it was yeah. Strahan, Sahara, and yep. Kiki, were you missing the view the whole time? Well, I, I missed the view and I had to say goodbye because I don't, there was no reason for me. The view was a dream job. It yeah. still is a dream job. Right. So I had no need to leave. The only thing you could dangle in front of me is, well, also, you could almost dangle anything of somewhat interest to me because it's the thought of saying no to something that you're like, well, I regret that. Right. You know, and obviously it was Michael. At the time, it was just Michael and I. Yeah. And I was like, I love Michael. I love Good Morning America. Like, I'd worked there forever. Yes. Okay. But I did miss because they're also, they were totally, totally different, different beasts. Shows. Yeah. And so the comfort at work, the staff, like we all kept yeah. in touch and stuff. And they were some of my best friends. So coming back was a little bittersweet because I didn't get everyone at once. I came right. back and I was in a COVID studio with right, five right, right, crew right, right, members. Right. And I was like, you guys, I came back because I thought I got all my friends back and none of my friends were at the office. I remember that felt really right. When you came back, I was like, this feels right. I was like, it just feels like there was like a piece missing. Yeah, it was a no brainer for me and, and for everybody here. We were so Thanks. happy to have you back. All right. Well, listen, Matt is a big star and has places to go. Oh, and I'm, please. I'm getting, oh, no, I'm yes. getting texts. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we got to oh release him. I have yeah. to say, I love that people are get you're getting texts on my behalf. I am. See, this is what it's like to be a producer. Exactly. It's like, oh, shoot, another one about <laughs> Matt and it's time. Thank you both for joining me today. Matt's new holiday album, Have You Heard of Christmas, is available yes. now. It's Thank awesome. Thank you so much, babe. It means so much to me. You can catch him on tour all month long and find his podcast, Las Culturistas. 
easy to say. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, wherever you get your podcast. You've proven it. Tomorrow, I'm back with Joy Behar. Yay. We'll be talking about That's your interview trouble. for sure. Oh, my God. Do you think Put she's really upset I, sa- I said that her feet were exposed? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We just talked about RFK Jr. doing this, and we were all like, That's disgusting. She did it. She did it. Was she one of the ones that said it was disgusting? Probably. <laughs> we'll go back. <laughs> she said she said to me under her breath during the interview, shut up. <laughs> she does that to me a lot, though. I'll say something. But I think she likes me. I think she, she likes oh, me. Oh, she did. She no, yeah. believe me. Joy says something, and it is gone. She doesn't hold grudges. She doesn't. It's out of her mouth, and then you'll remind her, and she'll go, what? She is, yeah. a, she is authentically <laughs> joined. I was like, I know in the 25 years plus that she's been here that, you know, she's she knows how to bust I, and it. sometimes you, sometimes I'll even say to her or anyone I'm going to share a story about because we are so the same way yeah. that you're like, do you mind if I say this? Because I'll sit there and I'll say things and she's like, stop. Yeah. That's an old joke. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. t- tomorrow back with Joy. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please download, check out uh, Matt's podcast. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you soon. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.